When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Clinton Yates, Alan Sliwa, Travis Rogers, somewhere in Phoenix, probably with his shirt off. What up? Taking down uh, some hot dogs, watching his, uh, his son play some baseball. Glizzies. Taking Leaders. down some glizzies. <laughs> However you want to describe them. Um, okay, so we're, we're going to get into a little bit later. We, we want to get back into this uh, Freddie Freeman stuff, uh, where the Dodgers are, if you're happy with where they're sitting. We'll talk Lakers free agency. We'll We'll do all that. So... Clint, I'm going to ask you a question here. Yes. So I've got two emails this morning, and we have kind of like a recap that's going around of the Mandy Awards. Yeah. And uh, Janice Janice initially sent it out. Exactly. So I I got a couple. Tell me, explain this one to me. So my email ends with at ESPN.com. Okay. My computer is owned by ESPN. Sure. How come when Amanda just sent me an email, it went to my junk mail? Hmm. She is at ESPN.com. I think you're fired. Scott, Scott McCarthy, our boss. It's you know, another question. one of our bosses. It went to, a, to, to the junk mail. Am I missing something here? I, I mean, I think the better question is how many other emails have you missed as a result of things going to your junk I'm mail? I'm good at the junk mail. If you, you, you make it to junk, junk mail. Yeah, because it's not like I – there aren't many in there, and I'm not getting emails from Bed Bath & Beyond okay. and you know everything else. Like, <laughs> okay, I'm only enough. getting – the only things I'm getting in my junk mail is somebody saying, hey, click here and open up this attachment so then they could put whatever they want into my computer. So it's actual junk you're getting in your junk mail. It's not junk. It's actually probably a virus. Gotcha. And we have been trained to not open those. But then I get like a random one. It's like why would Amanda – Amanda, if she sent me an email right now, it wouldn't go to my junk mail. Okay, but so, then randomly I get people with ESPN that go into my junk mail. I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because I actually had a mega scare the other day related to a spam junk mail situation. I got an email. So my mother, she doesn't do a ton of emailing. You know what yep. I mean? Like yep. she'll text me or she'll call me. And if she emails something, it's because she wants it on record for searchable purposes. It makes okay. sense. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of how is I she, am. Did she get re- roped into something? No, well, so listen. So I get an email from my mom. That says, hey, I had a fall and I'm at the hospital. Please call me or whatever. Get in contact with me at your closest convenience. And I'm like, for a good 30 seconds, I'm freaking out. Like, how can I, when's the fastest plane I can get back to D.C.? And I text my mom and I say, hey, what's this email? Call me immediately. And she calls me back and she's like, yeah, I got spammed. And I was like, what? It was like, I mean, and it was, I guess the, I didn't check what email it was from, but it was close enough to her regular email that well, I was, yeah, you would just assume that I it's was her. in a full blown panic for like thirty seconds, and then once I established from her that it wasn't real, oddly enough, my dad and my, my parents are divorced and have been since I was ten years old, which is thirty years. My dad hit me up and was like, "Hey, have you talked to your mother today?" A question I haven't heard in years. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, "Yeah, are you asking me about the spam situation?" The only reason I bring that up is because. That shows you how sophisticated 
some of these spammers are these days. My mom and dad don't talk. You know what I'm saying? But he got that email in addition to me. So these spam and these phishing things are something I'm very much on the forefront it, of because I'm done. You're bro. Yeah, I'm done. I was freaked out. No more emails. No yeah, emails. Got to go. We're done. I'm here. not yeah, sending any stone I'm not tablets. Any email anymore. You know what I mean? Oh man. That's why you always call and verify if anything that happens. My even goodness. If, like, the thing about being scammed too, it's like you always feel like, oh, it's going to happen to like older people, or whatever else. Right. It can happen yep. to anybody. So oh, just oh, I'm a prime if there's anything target. like that, you have to yeah, like sleep. double check. And yeah, verify. I'm a prime target. I, I agree with you. Adam, I, I trust sleep. everybody way too much. Oh, I was I was on mega tilt for a good half minute. It was. One of the scariest things that's happened to me all year. Wait, you just need my social security yeah. and my bank account number? Of course I'll give it to you. Oh, no no right problem. Here. Let me find the email because the follow-up to it, because what I did was I actually replied to the email. You know what I'm saying? Because it was like, hold on. I was I was that concerned. Let me find okay, this. Th- there, is, there is this. There's a YouTube channel where this guy is basically his profession is finding scammers. Okay. Okay. So, like, that's cool. Everything he does is finding scammers. So, you know, a lot of these are a lot of these scams are done internationally. Not that they're not done here, but there right. a lot of them that are also email, done so internationally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This guy, you know, will be it will be like a, vi- a, a, a let's say a phone call, but he's doing it, you know, YouTube style. Right. It could be thirty minutes long, bro. He does the whole thing of scamming into their computer, and then they're in like, they don't know what to do. I've seen this. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I didn't realize this was a whole show, but I've seen a little bit of this. Go on. Yeah, so he just basically scams the scammers, and just to kind of listen to their reaction, and he knows exactly where they are, what floor of a building they're on, and it could be in a different country. It's pretty, actually, pretty fast. That's actually very interesting. I listen to this podcast called Scam Goddess, and it's lovely, but they uh, have a section where they do, uh, well, it essentially just talks about scams. So she talks about scams that are hot in the streets, and she talks about scams that are historical, too. So it's really interesting, because like, I've become much more aware of scams by listening to her podcast, because I'm like, this is going to happen on any day. So this is why I have all this advice. Let me ask you something about this. It says, you said the show's called Scam Goddess. Yes. Does the host self-identify as a scammer? Oh, yeah. So her first question with everybody is like, hey, what's your relationship with scams? Yes, she thinks that she's a scammer and also podcasts are scams too radio is a scam everything's a scam really but that's she identifies as a scammer everything is a freaking scammer but, yeah. but i will say this the the personal pride people have in being scammers these days is at an all-time high mm. and i'm not going to go old man on the porch here but like the number of people i are. see who self-identify as oh yeah i'm a scammer i'm like what kind of life is that who wants to live that way I don't get it, Sleep. It's a full-time yeah, job. Yes, yeah, I know. Lean into the old man on the porch, bro. Uh, I, mean, I think, I've, I, think right. I started being an old man at 27. <laughs> I think that's when, that's when that started. Okay, I got, I got a quick question before. Emily, I know you, you mentioned there's a suggestion on, mm-hmm. um, from one of our listeners, but before we do that, what is the current state of the coffee situation? Are we, are we back? Are we back up and running? I believe it's a no-go currently. Uh, Greg a, was nice enough to get us some coffee this morning. Yeah, there's a sign on the machine that says out of service. Wait, why do why would Berg get coffee this morning when I'm not there? I mean, I'm pretty much there every morning. Just answered your own question. And this is the day that he decides. You know what? So Slee's not in. Sounds good. You guys want coffee and croissants? I'm going to Italy. He's going to treat us to lunch too. One. He's going to yeah. treat us to every meal today. I got a muffin. Wow, look at you. Okay, so I, I I think I mentioned this. You know, to start off the show, I'm down in San Diego. Yes. So some people that I know down in San Diego, obviously they run radio stations as well, nice enough to let me use the studio. Clint, what do I do about this? Because 
our breaks, it's, you know, the breaks are pretty quick. Two to three minutes at the most. We want as many listeners to stay tuned in when we go to break. Right? No, bathroom issue, I'm good on. Bathroom issue, I can go. It's so close. Like, it's very convenient. You didn't bring the portable urinal or whatever you guys were talking about that you had? Yeah, that was John in in Huntington. Uh, (laughs) He's the one, John in Fullerton. Um, he's the one that gave us the portable one, but that has not been used yet. I need to. I need to know. I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to. I don't mean to get off on this, but I need mm-hmm. to know a lot more about those portable urinals. Like, how do they work? What do you do? I'll take a picture of what he sent me. Please do what how he portable? gave to to, yeah. to me and <laughs> oh, Trav. That, right? How portable are we talking? And when does the portability begin and end? I, I think. Put it this way. I think I you could be using too. the restroom right now. That. That portable. So it's an under-the-desk situation. No, it's, I think, more of, I think you're wearing, it's one so of it's, those. So it's a diaper. Yeah, you can, however you want to describe it. It's so, a glizzy in a box situation. Okay, let's, go on. Let's yeah. go away from that. <laughs> what do I do? Because I know the kitchen is somewhere around here, like mm-hmm. within the vicinity, but I don't know where. So I have an empty coffee cup, which I think they do have coffee here. Right. And I have an empty water bottle that's pretty much been empty since 1008. Something along those lines. Okay? okay. Do I just kind of roam around looking for this thing, knowing that I only have a certain amount of time, or do I just wait till one twelve when we're done with Supercross? Talk? I think you email your guy and say, "Hey, where's the kitchen?" But for those of you who are not looking at Slee, because I'm the only one doing so outside of the people on this show, you just showed me a Starbucks cup, dude. Those are not microwavable. Did you know that? Don't oh, no, stick they're those. not. Okay, no, no, this Do is how you might you got to take the cap off. No, no, no. It's not you about take the, cap, the cap. The cap, that's a given. It's about the constitution of the bottom of those cups. Those things will burn in the microwave, dog. Yes. Read it. Read the bottom of that cup. All no. it says is what's on the careful, actual the brevage, your No, on the bottom, it's like literally just. Because it should say code. Do not microwave. At least they used to. Because that's not something you're supposed to microwave. It's basically my social security number. Oh yeah, I see that. Okay, but yeah, don't stick that in the microwave either way. Is what I'm trying to tell you. Okay, so um, Emily, what's the suggestion we're getting from a listener over there? Yeah, right. So we had it from uh, this guy called uh, on Twitter, Crash Override. Uh, He said that we should have a segment called Bitter Coffee, uh, where we kind of essentially air our grievances. What bothered you that day? Uh, in a segment, and everyone gets to share. So basically, uh, we get to bitch and complain for a segment. <laughs> yeah, essentially, I, and everyone like brings that. something. Any, anything small, any, anything small that, that just pissed you off that day. I think you guys are getting a, lo- a little too far away from your offense here. This gets back to the question of why we need the actual splits on the votes. I don't think this is a situation like the Lakers where you need to retool everything in the offseason. I All think right, this is a scenario this is, where you just got to get better with hurts. the roster you have. No, no, this is where it hurts because what you're trying to suggest is that we're we're talking about replacing something. We're not talking about replacing something. We're right. merely talking about adding to the show. Adding to the arsenal. Yes. That's all we're talking about. So in this case, by the here. way, by the way, I think there is, when Trav comes back, we can all kind of huddle up together. But my initial thought on this would be, think about what goes on in a day-to-day basis. And I'd love to say the glass is always half full, but there are plenty of times that we're complaining about something. And don't you think that within listeners within tweets, within calls, and then between all of us that are doing the show, can't we all just kind of add up on a daily basis or a few days a week 
things that we're complaining about. I think actually that would do very well. We're okay. all complaining about something. Yeah, sure. Especially if you got callers involved too. I think that's where that's where because people love calling up to complain about things in public. Oh and I, yeah. I think I think you could actually one of the great ways to do this is you could add like an interactive element. Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing right? At this moment that you'd like to complain about, ah, that bro. you cannot tell the person that you were complaining, but you can tell on the radio. You know what I'm saying? That's fantastic. What, I like are, that idea. what is bothering you right now? People will pick up the phone and say, okay, here's the deal. My girl this, and then yep. they're going to go into their rant. I'm on the road and this happened, and they're going to go into their rant. Precisely. Or I'm standing right in front of this bank teller, and yep. he won't give me this money on this slip. You know what I mean? Or, or whatever. I was you know. listening to Travis and Slee, and Slee was an idiot. And <laughs> sure. then wherever they go from there. Sure. But I'm sure there's that's, plenty that's, of callers that would do that. That's how you get it done is the live interaction element. Yeah, that's actually a really good idea. Okay. Uh, when we come back, we want to talk some Dodgers baseball. Are you happy with where the Dodgers are right now? Are you content with where they are? Plus, Dave Roberts gave his thoughts about the NL West. And I want to, without kind of giving up too much, it kind of sounds a little bit like an excuse to me. So we'll do all that coming up next day right here. This is the Travis and Sliwa Show on 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. All right, we got today's bash for cash contestant John from Palm Springs. John, appreciate you uh, tuning in. How you doing? We got you there, John. Hey, guys. How you doing? I'm doing okay, bud. All right. Thank you for calling in. So here's how it works. Let me just kind of give you the details. Pick an Angel or a Dodger player to hit a home run and which inning that they will do that. If you predict the correct player to hit a home run, you'll win two tickets to MLB All-Star Saturday night, which includes All-Star Futures game. Celebrity softball game and extra innings concert featuring Becky G. Also, if you predict the right inning, you'll get a bonus of $100 cash. So, John, give us your prediction. Are you taking a, a Dodger or an Angel? I'm going to take a Dodger tonight because of all the talk today, and I'm going to say Freddie hit, hits one in the third. Oh, I like that. Okay, go Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman to hit a home run in the third inning. Uh, John? Hope that's exactly what happens and the Dodgers get back on the winning track. So thank you very much for calling in. And make sure to listen tomorrow. We'll do this again at 12.15. We'll continue to do it for our next Bash for Cash contestant. Come out to MLB All-Star Saturday, July 16th at Dodger Stadium. One ticket, three great events. For tickets and info, visit allstargame.com. Um, Sleek, yeah, quickly. Yes, sir. Have you ever been to an All-Star game or okay, any so, of the festivities? Do you remember a few years ago it was down at Peco Park in San Diego? Yeah. And I went to the Home Run Derby. Oh, nice. And I was actually in the Westfield Supply Building, you know, where yeah, a lot of yeah. those are going. So I did go to one event. It was actually an ESPN kind of hosted event. It was amazing. It was awesome. I'm saying this because for all of you who don't think that you should be calling in to try to get tickets to these functions, they are legit fun. The Home Run Derby is super fun. The Futures game. I'll tell you a story about the Futures game. It was in, I think it was in D.C. a couple years back. And I remember they showed a picture of a guy, 
And I'm looking at the board, and I'm thinking, I've seen that guy's face before. And I've also heard his name. But we're Travis in Rogers? the Futures game. No. I'm like, but we're in the Futures game. What Are they announcing the coaches? What's going on? It was Fernando Tatis. And the wow. picture that he had, it looked so much like his dad. His pops? I was wow. genuinely confused for a second. And I was like, oh, snap. That's his son. I hadn't put the two th- things together because there was, a, I don't know, there was a legitimate chance that Fernando Tatis was coaching in this thing. You know, there's all sorts of rando guys who coach in the Futures games. But, yeah, you can see some stars that you might not see. Um, you know, otherwise in a major league game and some people you're probably going to see down the line in major league games. The all-star game weekend is awesome if you're a baseball fan. I'm, I cannot wait. Well, and, and, you know, just and I know there's going to be events going on all through L.A. County. I know they're doing something down in Santa Monica. But the yep. I, I think just the, the there's a few venues and there's a few cities, right, where there's so much great history in L.A. There's so much great history with the Dodgers. And obviously Dodger Stadium, like I mentioned, one of the most iconic stadiums in the country. Cathedral. Uh, that's actually a perfect way to put it. But you got this. Um, it's pretty cool. And I guess it's kind of tough sometimes. We, we take stuff for granted here in L.A. because everything is here. There's so many things that are always happening in Los Angeles. But this is a really, really unique event. So I'm glad you mentioned like that. And I got to imagine you're in heaven. So... Do you know what you're doing? Will you will you get opportunities to go to some of these events? So Friday, obviously, we're having our event, our all-day function. We're doing a live broadcast, and I think I'm actually going to be filling in later on the station for that. So I'll be on the air that day as well as doing our stuff. Saturday is the big day because they switched up the schedule this year. So typically the game's on Monday. It's a whole thing. I don't need to get into the MLB scheduling, but I'll be at the Futures game and I'll be at the Home Run Derby. Awesome. That's a lock because That's awesome. those are super fun to be a part of. Last year when Shohei Otani was in it, he faced off against Juan Soto in the first round. It was in Colorado. Shohei got knocked out in the first round. 35,000 people left the stadium. Straight up. Like, And this is the Home Run Derby. You know what I mean? Bro, how it's about not his like, power? Man, that guy. How about, how about his power of just, like the way you just described it, last <laughs> week there was a a two-day set where on a Tuesday he has eight RBIs. And on a Wednesday, if I'm correct here, I think I might be off on the dates, but he has 13 strikeouts. Unbelievable. And, Unbelievable guy. But I, I go back to that moment that you're talking about. Bro, everybody was hooked on the All-Star game yeah. because Otani was going to be in the home run derby, and then he was going to be, you know, obviously the— Starting the game the next day. <laughs> <laughs> it was unbelievable. So, yeah, the All-Star game weekend is fun, so please yeah. do call in, to, you know, because if you win, you're going to have a legitimately awesome experience that's only going to happen once in your life. All right, before we move on, though— Alan, I really like that you called Clinton sir. I really like. When did I say you, it? You said, "Oh yeah, go on, sir." When you were talking about the All Star Game, and I was like, "Oh, this is very, very is proper." All, you know, the, honor, all the honorable Clinton Yates. You know, I, yada, I, yada. I think I saluted him too on the Zoom. Yeah. I think I said, "Clinton, uh, great to see you." Um, Commanding okay. officer. No, so it's funny. And I'm sorry. One more thing, Alan. We have a, already have a suggestion for bitter coffee, okay. and he said, uh, "This is from John and Huntington at Fullerton Beach." He said, I'll start. My son has an all-stars practice on the 4th of July from 10 to 12, which is prime time for when I'm smoking my meats and grilling. Is 11 too early for call, to call an Uber for him? No. And that is a also, big uh, that's I brief. Mean, I don't mean to, like, judge anybody's parenting skills here, but, like, go to practice, buddy. What are we talking <laughs> about here? That's an hour and a half I, out of your I day. Think, Clint, I think, you're missing, I think you're missing the most important thing. Please tweet us whatever yes. you want to bitch about. Yes, exactly. Please. 
at any point you could do that. I think, Emily, I think you're on to something. I think that tweeter was on to something, and we appreciate John being the first one to uh, to start on no, that. No, but my suggestion there is you get out there earlier and you get your meats smoked earlier so you can be there for your child at practice. That's how that works. I think, you know, listen, drop the kid off and he'll figure it out. He'll find perhaps, a way to get it. Perhaps home. there's that too. He'll La- find a way to get it. Last key style. Okay, last couple of games for the Dodgers. So they lost to the Rockies um, a couple of nights ago. Four to nothing. They lost yesterday, seven to four. Clay Kershaw got beat up. Um, he ended up, I, th- I want to say, giving up six runs. Was very. It was kind of very odd to see him walk as many guys as he as he did, and that's not something that you usually see from Clay Kershaw. Mm-hmm. Versus the Pirates and the Rockies this year, they're two and nine. <laughs> Versus weird. everyone else, they're forty three and nineteen. So let's just say that. Um, it will be good when they don't have to face those two squads. I don't know how many more games they have left with the Rockies if they do. I don't know either. But, I mean, after, uh, obviously, uh, later today. But I, I, the reason why I'm kind of setting this up, if you go look at the MLB standings right now, and I just said, okay, let's just see where the Dodgers are. Are they on top of the NL West? They are. They're uh, in front of the Padres in the loss column by three games, um, percentage, whatever, about a game and a half. Uh, do they have the best record in the NL, NL just in the National League uh, altogether? They don't, but they're only one game behind the Mets for the best record, and both teams have 28 losses. Clint, why do I feel with this Dodgers team, when you just look at the standings, you can easily say that, hey, the Dodgers are doing what they do. This is what they do. They're, they're a fantastic team. They're 45-28. and 28. Okay, they lost a couple games in a row. The Rockies, no big deal. They're coming right. off winning two or three against one of the hottest teams in baseball against the Atlanta Braves. But why do I feel that this Dodger team, I, I don't want to be dramatic, so I don't want to say, oh, they're struggling or they're in trouble or something like that, but doesn't it feel like something's kind of missing night to night? Yes, and these very, this is this is one of those deals that's actually pretty easy to explain. They're 14-14 and 14 in their last 28 games, and they average four runs a game in that stretch. That, to me, if you're a team that believes you have the best offense in baseball by a mile, and to many ways, injuries aside, you do, that's a concern. I mean, you started off hot and you've leveled off. Now, listen, the games all count the same, Slee, so that's why wins stack up and it's fine. But sure. it's reasonable to think, yeah, this just hasn't looked as good as we wanted to because, as I said, 500 in their last about 30 games, and they're only scoring four runs a game, which I, I feel like – to get a little farther into that too, they're leaving a lot on the table. Their runners in sc- I don't have this number in front of me, but the runners in scoring position, they have not been good. You feel like every single time they get a chance to really blow a game open, it doesn't necessarily happen. I totally get why people feel a little bit edgy about it. And it doesn't help that Dave Roberts is out here saying things that make it feel like he doesn't see that there's any concern either. Well, I'm going to read off this quote because I, I think he did say something yesterday that you know, if if I'd have told you coming into the uh, coming into the season, if I'd have told you, hey, Clint, rank the NL West, the top three teams in the NL West, and, and I don't care how you do it, but how would you kind of would you what would you have put them at? Would you have, Dodgers okay first? One. Who would you put as second and third? Pods. Okay, Giants. and then Giants third. Yes. Okay. If I'd have told you by you know the end of June, so you're it's a decent chunk of games. You know, you're almost fifty percent through the season. Right. Would, would would you have thought there, okay, they have created a cushion between first and second place. Would that have been fair to say? Probably, yeah. 
is it a big deal that that's not the case? Because Dave Roberts said, I just don't see a division that's better than us, talking about the NOS. You can talk about the AL East, but top to bottom, every night we are playing within the division. It's a battle to win a baseball game. And I don't, I don't want to read too much into it, but when I read it, I can't help to say that I feel like it's a little bit of an excuse because, and that's not, that's not to say that the NOS is not tough, but imagine if you're the Giants or the Padres or the Colorado Rockies or the Arizona Diamondbacks, and every freaking year you got to look up and see the Los Angeles Dodgers and their payroll and how well they're run and guys that they bring up in the farm system and guys that they could go get at the, at the MLB trade deadline. Excuse is probably not the right word, but I don't know why that quote to me is a little bit like, okay, so what's your point? Uh, yeah, I think he's kind of trying to remind people that, yeah, this isn't as easy as it looks, which is fine, but that's the whole point of having the super big payroll and the whole point of having the super talented team is that you can't just sort of equivocate to, oh, well, yeah, obviously it's hard when things get a little tough. You know what I'm saying? But I do want to go a little farther on what you mentioned in terms of why do you feel like this isn't great right now? I'm reading from Eric Steven, who's at uh, True Blue LA, you know, one of these, you know, good site. They, they do a yep. lot of data breakdown stuff. Oh, yeah. And he breaks this down very well. Let me just read from the story. In June... Los Angeles is only scoring 4.09 runs per game. That's 11th in the 15-team NL. So the run scoring output in the last month has been not great. Mm -hmm. The Dodgers were shut out once in the first two months of the season, but have been blanked three times alone in June, all in the last 18 games. This is why it does not feel good, because there literally are things where you're like, oh, well, yeah, that was great, but... There's a major element of what have you done for me lately, and I think what Dave Roberts is trying to say is what we do in the entirety is what you need to pay attention to. I don't necessarily know that I agree with that. All the games count the same, and with the injuries piling up and with everything happening around the team, Freddie Freeman is a part of this discussion. Clayton Kershaw is a part of this discussion. The ongoing um, doorway that is right field as a result of Mookie Betts being out as part of the discussion. It's not that everything has gone every bit as wrong. It's that you're spending savings account money now. There's not anything new coming in, you know what I mean, from an income standpoint in terms of what they're doing productively on offense. It's tough for me to, and I want to be fair here, but it's tough for me to be fair because I think the Dodgers, I I think most Dodger fans don't want to hear any excuses from the Dodgers. You know what I mean? And everything that you just pointed out, and I'm not pretending that Mookie's not in the lineup. I'm not pretending that Kershaw was out. I'm not pretending that Walker Bueller's not in the lineup. I'm not pretending that Blake Trinan has been, you know, obviously has not been a part of the team so far right. this year. Hasn't thrown yet. I'm not, I'm not pretending that that stuff's not happening. But I think when you're as talented as they are, um, what, if, if I'd have told you Tony Gonsolin was going to have the season that he had. And might not even start the All-Star game, sidebar. Sidebar, <laughs> might not. Tyler Anderson. And I know he hasn't been all that great in his last couple of starts, but he's had a really good season. So on top of Gavin Lux is having a good year, there's also been some surprises this year that we can't ignore that they obviously, as best as they can, take advantage of. But I I think for most, and I can't speak for Dodger fans, I think there is this mantra of you, you bought into something as you should. They are that good. And I'm just a little surprised that they're, they're still a, you know, a race that's not, Hey, the 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 Dodgers have a four or five game cushion in the NOS. That's not that's not to say 
that that can't happen over the next two weeks. I mean, the Padres yeah. yesterday, I think we're up 6 nothing on the Diamondbacks and lost 7-6, to six, so they're not playing all that great of baseball they either. They lost that game? Wow. They lost that game. Okay. Yeah. And they lost that game very – they were up 6-4. The Diamondbacks had bases loaded, and the pitcher for the Padres hit two straight guys. Oh, dear. To tie the game 6-6. Six to six. That's a meltdown, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a little bit well, of a Well, but I mean, back to your point, though, the Dodgers – Inconsistent pitching situation due to injuries. That's always dicey to deal with. Yep. And just the offense has not produced the way that it was expected to. Chris Taylor, um, Turner has been pedestrian. Max you know, Muncy, Ma- Cody Bellinger. A- absolutely. Like, there, there's some names that you can't talk about the right. Dodgers without talking about some of the guys that are struggling. You're not hitting the ball. And some, you know, last time I checked... Scoring runs is the most important thing to do on a team. Mookie Betts, their leading run scorer, is out. You know, it's 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 just not easy when you're not hitting the ball. All right, Lakers free agency. It starts tomorrow at 3 p.m. out here on the West Coast. Should we expect anything? Is it good if the Lakers don't actually um, recycle their roster again? It would be the third year in a row. We'll get into that coming up next day right here. Travis and Sliwa Show, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Commercial Insurance protects small businesses with affordable coverage options. Quote today at progressivecommercial.com. So, it's the Allen and Sliwa show. Yeah, I was just about to say some behind-the-scenes stuff. That was awesome. I was, I was recording a looky. Why'd you, re- why'd you re-record it? Because I said Allen and Sliwa. Yeah, what's the problem? As, as opposed to <laughs> Travis and Sliwa. And I just told M that I often refer to the show as Allen and Sliwa. Like, I say that a lot just because that it rolls off the yeah, tongue. But my, so. my favorite part of it is that... <laughs> Alan and Sliwa. Right, as if like, there's some other the Sliwa. Alan Sliwa show. No, Alan and Sliwa. <laughs> it's like your own awesome. internal, uh, what's it called, law firm. It's Bart Hahn, Bart Hahn, and Alan Sliwa. It's the <laughs> Alan and Sliwa show. And I liked that the looky too sounded like Sean McVay was doing it. So, so yeah, that's so. something for everyone to look forward to I in got, the breaks. I got uh, a little fired up. But yeah. there's also a, um, there's a law firm in Virginia called Alan, 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 and Alan. So yeah, been uh, a partner what? there for 21 <laughs> yeah. years. Wow. Yeah, they have lovely commercials. I'll send, send you guys one. That's funny. I love a good, listen, I love a good goofy local commercial. That's for sure. And law oh, firms yeah. do great ones. Well, that you also got that. Drive to like Vegas and look at all the billboards that you're seeing. And, and a lot of it is like the injury lawyers or something. Oh, like yeah, that. those the, guys. The billboards, they just dominate the billboards. Those guys, man, they got like all sorts of wild nicknames. It's yep. like, how do you get a nickname as a lawyer? But whatever. Alan, Alan, and Alan. 
Um, and no, Alan, 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 and Sleewood. Alan, Alan, and Alan. <laughs> so is it just me, or does it not feel like there's that much hype about free agency coming up? Do, do you, you kind of – I think there's certain times, and I know a lot of it just has to do with what players are available. It's not like, hey, Giannis is an unrestricted free agent and Jokic. Right. And I know a lot of it has to do with that. But I feel like there have been the last couple of years – Free agency is an incredibly exciting time. Or do you think it's just because the Lakers don't really have that many options and there really isn't that much to play around with because they just don't have the flexibility that it's just not that exciting right now in L.A.? You, so you're, you're asking me basically is this a local question or a national question? I, yeah. I think it's some of both. Well, I'll just ask you. I mean, is, are we doing Laker talk anytime soon? Would you normally be doing Laker talk if this was going to be happening? I mean, like, you know what I mean? I, I mean – I, what is the normal Alan Sliwa free agency setup? I feel like you're typically sort of a little bit more locked in because a couple more things are going to happen now. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, just this is a down year so in free agency. I think it's it, fair to say. In the past, when I didn't, when it wasn't the Alan and Sliwa show, <laughs> when, when that show wasn't going on. No, but in, in the past, when it was basically, I was just doing Lakers talk. I was doing pre half and post. Yeah. Anytime something would break or we felt like it was big. I would ask them, you know, I would ask uh, Amanda, right? I, I, hey, can I do a show? And it could be on any day. I remember there was a time during free agency where I did a show on a Saturday. There was, yeah. you know, just kind of random things come up. Now, because we're doing the show every single day, we kind of get a chance to talk about You're doing stuff it already. Anyways. But, okay. However, however, if something did go down and it was a Saturday and the Lakers traded Russ and there was some big, big news that was going on, I I would I would definitely ask. Hey, let, let's it's a good opportunity to talk some Lakers basketball. I just don't anticipate anything happening. Right. I don't either. I mean, and that's why when I asked you before, we were talking about this earlier in the show, and you said, "Well, who's the better destination in LA?" And I mentioned the Clippers, and because Blake Griffin's name came up. I mean, who else are we even talking about, Slee? I see Mo Bamba's name on the list. Yeah, I, I like Mo Bamba because the song about him is cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is not even necessarily a big basketball thing. I mean, I, I can't even. Well, the song should take. That should be what gets you excited yeah. before the basketball <laughs> that's, play. That's true. That's true. But I'm just saying that, like, and, and don't get me wrong. These are not knocks on anybody, but I don't think that there's anybody the Lakers are going to sign that are going to make you say, you know what, championship piece immediately. Yeah. I just yeah. don't feel that way. Well, th- this is, you know, I, I think a couple things here. A, I want to reprogram Laker fans' expectations because. Yes, please. Because, oh, by the amen. way, on, on Monday, uh, Usually, Laker fans have to re. I, I gotta. I need them to help me with my own expectations, but I'll try to play it the other way this <laughs> okay. time around. On Monday, there was a second there that I thought, you know what, maybe something can happen with Kyrie, and it's not because oh, I had a gut feeling or anything. It's just because there was chatter from Woj and Sam Amick and Brian Windhorst, R- Shams. There were some big, big time, you know, names in the industry that hey, this thing is still ongoing. It's not set. Now that I think that one is quieting down a little bit, these are the expectations that I'd set for Laker fans. The expectations I would set. I'd be more surprised today that Russ is not on the roster come training camp. Um, when when we had the exit interviews back on April 11th, Lakers played their final game April 10th. Mm-hmm. April 11th is when they had the exit interviews. If you'd have told me on April 11th, hey, do you think Russ is coming back? I'd have told you no. It ain't happening. Did you hear him in his exit interview? Yeah. Uh, the vibe, the whole thing. No, I don't think he's coming back. Now I feel like he is coming back. 
And the reason why I set it up that way as far as expectations is because I don't think anything's going to happen over the next week. And I hope I'm wrong, and I'm not. this isn't a personal thing on Russ. I just don't think – I think it's apparent over those 20 games that the fit wasn't there. I think it's apparent that the Lakers need role players to complement LeBron and Anthony Davis. I think it's apparent that if Anthony Davis is playing 40 games, the Lakers aren't probably – are lucky to make the playing tournament again. That I, I think there's the way we were walking into last year compared to the way we're walking into free agency now, it's a much different feeling. What do you think actual expectations are? Because, frankly, yeah. if the team as currently constituted mm-hmm. stays together, and I'll just give you – we'll do the radio math. Let's just say we get three-quarters of a season from AD. Take it. Let's just say we get – Three-quarters of a season from LeBron. I take it. Let's say we get a full season from Westbrook. Is that a yep. playoff team? This this is what I think the goal should be for the Lakers, if what you just described. Mm-hmm. okay, What you described, this is what I think should be the goal. I think Laker fans should be walking into the season saying, okay, can we be a at – it's going to sound a little uh, – maybe this is a little harsh. Can we be at best a six seed? Right. I mean, okay. Uh, can we at best be ain't hosting a, no first round series with this team? Not hosting a first round series, which I don't think is the end of the world for the either. Lakers. But I, I think if you're saying, can this be just a playoff team? Because Clint, I, I tell you, and and you know, we've watched sports, and whether it's the NBA or it's Major League Baseball or it's the NFL, the Lakers are not in a you know. There's times that you can be greedy, and the Lakers can't be greedy right no. now. So it's kind of one of those. If you could just get in the big dance, and if you are a six seed, I think that's a really, really good regular season for the Lakers. And then from there, you just, okay, is the matchup, is there a matchup that favors them? Is the other team 100% healthy? Things can happen in sports that things eventually go your way. But I think that would be, in my opinion, if you're a six seed for the Lakers this upcoming year, I think you had a good regular season. Now, oh. And I still think you need things to go your way for that to happen. Right. I mean, I'll tell you straight up. If the Lakers make the sixth seed, I'll be shocked. I just, I mean, there's just nothing to tell me outside of suddenly. Like, I guess what I'm saying is. It's fair what you're saying. The ceiling of where they are as constituted is just not, was never as high as I thought a lot of people thought. I'm not sure that I thought they were immediately going to be championship contenders just because LeBron and AD were healthy. There's too much in terms of the competition and the rest of the conference, and they weren't healthy, that is. So, I, I mean, they get to a six seed. That I mean, how, how many games of an improvement would that be on last year? Probably. That's a 10-game improvement, probably? So they were 16 games below 500. They were 33-49. and 49. And I, I don't have the NBA standings here in Ooh. front of me, but I'll, I'll find it. I, I want to say the Denver Nuggets – were the sixth seed in the Western Conference. It may not have been them, but I'm pretty sure that it was. Uh-huh. And I, I just want to look here because I think that that will tell us how many wins you need. Denver won 48 games. They were 14 games over 500. Wow. So that I forgot so, about that because that – see, you know what? That I, I almost forgot about this. That's a 15-game difference. That was the other thing that was so ridiculous about last year that a lot of Lakers fans need to take into account. The whole issue with the extra seeding and the play-in thing – that started in the bubble for teams that were within three or four games. The Lakers were not a playoff team. Yeah, I, I, I didn't like. I, I've mentioned this plenty yeah. of times. I, I don't like the way the the playing tournament is structured. You should be within a window, 
to make that to make that right. uh, playing tournament. So you like, can't be 15 games below 500 and get rewarded with a playing. I, tournament. I totally agree. And so when we're thinking about what last season actually was. Don't just rest on the laurels of, oh, well, they made it to the postseason. No, not really. You know what I mean? They were let in. And so at that point, to me, 500 is a reasonable goal. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, if this if this Laker team makes is a 500 team as currently constituted, that you'd to be, me is an accomplishment. Eighth. Yes. Maybe eighth. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Clippers were 42 and 40. So they'd be ninth. So, yeah, they'd be ninth, and that's that's reasonable at that point. Okay, real, real quick six, on this. That's a 25-game improvement, Slate. Re- real quick on this for the, the Clipper piece that you said. And yeah. I know we got to get to break here. But the Clipper piece, they have everything. They really do. Yep. They have everything. I'm going to give credit where credit's due. Um, Travis mentioned the one thing that they're missing, which he's not wrong on, is that a lot of the guys that they have, none of them are real leaders. But I'm, gonna, I'm still going to I'm, I'm not hesitate. buying that at all. You know I'm why? I'm going to hesitate. What's that? Tyron Lue. Their coach mm-hmm. is why. That's the reason you but get a but guy can't with your championship coach, experience. Can't your coach only do so much? Like that, you need kind of you need a dude on the floor too. Sure, but that's what good coaches do. They find places for that to work and ways for that to happen. I think that's where the John Wall factor comes in here. He adds just enough spark, just enough identity without having to take over the entire franchise. Bro, the Clippers are going to be tough, bro. Okay, so they have everything. Yes. And I'm not arguing that. But you know where I kind of draw the line with the Clippers? My hesitation with the Clippers, freaking do something. Yeah, sure. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, the, the, there's we, this is going to be their fourth year together. Now, I know there's been injuries, everything else. I'm not arguing that. And if you're not healthy, then you're not going very far in the NBA. But do something to convince people. Because I think a lot of people always have that hesitation with the Clippers. Or a lot of it is chatter. Yeah. All right, we got the dump coming up next. Stay right here. Travis and Slew, uh, Travis and Slew on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, so, Clinton. Yes. I think this is an interesting one here. Did you see this, that the Clippers and the Blazers will play a preseason game in Seattle? That is interesting, but I feel like Seattle just keeps getting teased with yeah. options. They need an NBA team there. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. So, one. listen, if you said, I think this is a no-brainer, and I think a lot of people would agree with this. If you said, hey, you're going to add one NBA franchise to the NBA, what city should it go to? You is anyone one. arguing? You add one. This is what you do. You add two. Well, they're going to add two. Vegas they're gonna and add two. Seattle, and then you yep. move Memphis and New Orleans to the east. Simple so as that. they're, they're going to add two. I think, you know, obviously they would do that just for the purpose of having even amount of teams. Right. But the reason why I said add one, no one's going to argue it's supposed to be Seattle, correct? No, absolutely not. Nobody's arguing with that. You're, you're totally right. Yeah. So this pre- – but it, it is funny, that, you know, you bring it up like that because the Clippers, when they were originally bought by Steve Ballmer, Mm-hmm. Who is, is he from Seattle? I know, obviously, I Microsoft think so, and everything he, is based he, out he, there. You know, he made his bones in Seattle. If you will. the thought, the thought was, is hey, maybe the Clippers are going to move there, and I think a lot of people would agree that that would have been fantastic. That's yeah. not the case. He's building an arena into it dome out in Inglewood. 
um, and the Clippers are here to stay. The teasing thing I get, but I really, really feel like they're going to eventually get their they're going to eventually get their squad back. They have to, and I I really hope they don't screw this up and call them something other than the Sonics. Like that's not on the table. No, no. Let, let me let me tell you something that let me use as an example. The San Diego Chargers when they left SD, right. One of the arguments, and listen, I'm from San Diego, so I'm going to feel a certain way about it. But I also think that there aren't a lot of people here in Los Angeles that are really all that excited about or were excited when they came about the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah. I always thought when they moved, they should have left everything back in San Diego. Leave the team name, leave the color, leave the jersey. Start something brand new. You have an NFL franchise kind of similar to what LAFC did or something like that. The Sonics, when the Oklahoma City Thunder became the Oklahoma City Thunder, they got to keep the logo, the rights, the name, all that stuff. So it would be the Seattle Supersonics. The only difference there is, and that's good to hear, the only difference there is that because the Chargers were effectively a local move, you couldn't get rid of the brand. It was almost a catch-22, and Spanos knew that. That's why that was such a kind of a grimy maneuver. But anyway, that's a whole other discussion. But yes, the Sonics should be back in Seattle as soon as possible. All right, I got to read this one to you. So we got a uh, text from Emily earlier. Yes. The big cheese it. Let me tell you what that is. <laughs> the experiment. A massive cheese it, which is 16 times the standard size, dinner plate serves size. as the base for Taco Bell's new big cheese it tostada. The meat layers ground beef, sour cream, tomatoes, lettuce and cheddar cheese on the cheesy cracker. For just $2.49, I felt like I just read an ad. Uh, (laughs) Clinton, my man, sir, um, that sounds amazing. So this this is one of those things that would qualify as on the elaborate snack list. So when I was in high school and college, because I was a cook, like a home cook, and I cooked as my job, I was well known in my crew for cooking up random snacks that were mm. awesome when we were out there getting stoned. You know just, what I'm saying? Just so being creative just and all being of a sudden thinking you're whatever's a chef in while the, you with, had Whatever's in indica. the kitchen. Or I have weird combos of stuff. Some indica. Well, I have weird combos of stuff. So this would this sounds like something that I would have created, you know what I mean, whilst goofing off with my friends in the kitchen trying to make them happy. That's where this is. So I like this. I feel like 249 is low for I, this, I, I, for this listen, item. Listen. I'm not trying to, you know, tell Taco Bell what to do, but if you told me it was three seventy nine, I'm still in line. Yeah, I mean, I'm still in line. I'm not going anywhere. Right, and this is this is a, uh, so the the tagline is abundantly cheesy and nostalgic, yet modernly magically modern dining experience. Well, I, is is there something nostalgic about Cheez Its? I eat Cheez Its all the time. Emily, get in there. I I don't know. I mean, are Cheez Its a dated snack? I think that makes no, you feel I, I like a kid, maybe, yeah, when you have Cheez-Its. I mean, to me, it's every day I'm either going Goldfish <laughs> or Cheez-Its when I pop into Siete Once. Goldfish is definitely a kiddie snack. What? It's because you give it to kids. When you have a baby, you give them Cheez-Its. Not Cheez-Its. You give them Goldfish. Okay. Goldfish is definitely a kid snack. Am I the only one still eating Goldfish on a regular basis? Might be. I do yeah, like go- Goldfish. Wow. Goldfish, I don't think that one's flavor blasted. You know, being Flavor-blasted slanged around at certain oh places. God. Can I just say that if there was a snack... 
that was going to be six times, 16 times the standard size. The goldfish is the one you want. Cheese it is the one I want. <laughs> okay. That's the one that I <laughs> want. Just don't bring it on a date like with a, me. A huge goldfish and just like had it around my neck. Well, imagine if you had a Snickers that was 16 <laughs> times the original, <laughs> 16 funny. times the standard size. Listen, the good thing is a pizza 16 times the regular size is good. There's this yeah. um, pizza place in Virginia that it sells these huge slices that I always love. How do you transport? Oh, yeah, slices. Okay, I was going to say, because that yeah. doesn't work for full pies. Do you know that coming to America came out on this day in 1988? I did not know that. This is a good release date for I watched that for the first time uh, like a year ago. Does it hold up for you? Do you? Did you get the jokes? It was funny. Okay, yeah. I mean, because like, coming to America yeah. in many people's eyes is the greatest American comedy of all time. And I, I don't deny that. But it is also one of those things where... That's not something I would argue with about somebody that was even 15 years younger than I am. You know what I mean? Because I just don't know that that stuff held up the same way. Did you watch the second one? I did. I saw that in the movie theater, actually. And Okay, and, and, and the reason why I'm asking you is because I, I did not watch it. And uh-huh. I felt like I didn't need to watch it. And I felt like the reviews people gave, I didn't need to watch it. it was Were you big, on that line? It was big straight-to-video sequel energy. Is what it was. Like, I wasn't expecting it to be as groundbreaking as the first one. But at the same time, I kind of felt like for what it was that they did, it worked. Like, it was funny enough, you know. I felt probably how Emily felt about seeing the first one, to be honest. There was uh, there was a trade earlier today. So, I, I think Denver's actually, I don't know if it got completed, but they're nearing a deal. They're trading Monte Morris, Will Barn to Washington for yep. KCP and Ish Smith. I think that's Do a good trade teams, for both teams. Do you have any teams Ish Smith has now played for in the NBA. Yes, guess, guess how many teams? Uh, I don't know the number, but I know that it's close to the most. He'll play for a record-breaking oh, wow. 13 NBA teams. Jesus. That's a lot of jerseys <laughs> in a basement right there. You know what I I'm mean, saying? Can you guys name the teams? No. How many leases <laughs> did he... By the way, can we name the teams? Why don't we just name the teams say, in the NBA? Just name and half it's the a Pacific Division and then the Central, and then you're halfway there. Yeah. Wow. 13 teams. All right, we got uh, we got Mason and Ireland there. Yeah, they're standing right okay, here looking at let's me. Let's go, super cross sock. All right, Clinton Yates, Alan Sliwa, Mason and Ireland in the house as well, fellas. I'll ask the both of you guys. Do you think Travis would get mad that Clinton recorded a promo and called it the Allen and Sliwa show? <laughs> no, Travis won't get mad. <laughs> no, Travis will not be bothered by that yeah. in the slightest. Uh, but uh, the Allen and Sliwa show <laughs> is one I yeah. want to hear. Though. Well, basically, <laughs> that was Sliwa at sunset. Oh, that for was many, many years. That's still right. the best. But this is technically we have at this station is Sliwa This at is technically two people. Because it's the Allen and Sliwa show. So. show, yes. Yeah. So this, the there it is. Talk. Oh, yeah. This reminds me. This this oh, this yeah. is like my favorite memory, honestly, from Lockdown. Like when I hear this music, I think about Lockdown. <laughs> me too. And what it was like. And I, this yeah. is like my lone memory. So well, now that you guys are here quickly, we were doing something earlier. I get terrified and I go back to <laughs> yeah, really I know. bad you're, days. You're terrified of that. Exactly. We're trying Six to, to figure out what you guys' positions are going to be. For the seven ten softball game, mm. I, I I own two first baseman's gloves, so I will probably be playing first base at some point. Okay, but I played shortstop, you know, when I played in high school. Yes, where are you guys playing? You said you're going to be DH. I'm going to DH. Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm, not, not, I'm not here that week. You're not here. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm never the mind. Nelson Cruz of our team. Nelson Cruz. That's yes. who you went with. That's who I went with. I okay. am the Nelson Cruz. Of not our Edgar team. Martinez. Not, not Edgar. Not, no, I went no. with somebody. <laughs> somebody current. <laughs> okay. On your team. Who's yeah, he's on now? the Nets. Yeah, exactly. No, he's, he's there. We're so. trying. We're trying to figure out the rest, and, and I don't think we got the details yet. If it's us against the sales team, or it's us against listeners, I don't think we figured it out. But how should we fill out the rest of the roster? Well, here's what I want to do. 
I want to pick captains and pick teams. Oh, that's what I want to do, and we can do that yeah. throughout the course of the day on the air. That's as far as idea. I'm concerned, you I know, like yeah. might as well have a draft. You know what I mean? Because I got an eye for talent when it comes to that kind of thing. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. I've actually got wiffle ball practice scheduled for Sunday. So you're going to the cages, my is my understanding. I am going to go to a batting. I know exactly which batting cage. Which I'm cage you're going to go to? Gonna go to. Uh, the one on uh, La Cienega, up the street from where we used to work. You okay, know that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All yeah. right. So let me let me give you a couple pieces of advice here. Yeah. First of all, the hitting is the act. The hitting is not the warm-up, meaning stretch before you swing. Oh, because okay. consecutive yeah. swings in a row will tire Stretching. you out like a lot. Right. People, don't, people don't think about like the energy of hitting. Mm-hmm. Yo, you will be tired. Yep. For sure, after taking 20 swings in so a row. So stretch out first. Stretch out first. Yeah. And, you know, if you're at a machine where you've got a you've got a um it only gives you like ten in a row yeah. as opposed to you can pace your pitches, you don't have to swing at every one. You see what I'm saying? Maybe take some take off. Take a few pitches. Take a few off yeah. just so that you can see it and just get your work deeper into yeah. the count. Exactly. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Mace, exactly. how serious are you going to take it? Because when you were, you and uh, John had that golf matchup, you took it pretty serious. I and you got a trainer serious. or you got a, a golf coach and everything yes. else. How serious are you going to take this? Uh, well, not nearly as serious. <laughs> <laughs> what not is the goal here? Not nearly as serious. Is the goal here to just hit the, like, what's your swing like? Well, here's contact. What, here's what yeah. Juan, yeah, I, I'm a contactor. So okay. here's what here's what Juan says. He says, yeah, but not playing in the field, you're going to miss out on potentially one of those crazy Mason moments where he gets right. all twisted up and sure. hits the deck and we all that We can stick you stuff. in right field, bro. Yeah, I That's know. That's doable. God, I cannot track a fly ball. Well, that, you're being right field. Unless there's a bunch of left-handed batters, I don't think you're going to have sure, to track you could hide me in right field. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know could hide I mean? me in right field. It's doubtful. So. Everybody's going to start batting left. <laughs> right, just, yeah. just oppo, oppo sprays to Mason. <laughs> Trust you know? me. Anywhere near me, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a hit. An adventure.